0: What is up, assholes? Welcome back to the Call to Action podcast, hosting Call to the Fan Leagues. Today is a special episode because normally I would be talking about the great matches that happened this week and interviewing the players, talking about their experience or anything up and coming, but I don't have that today. Uh, Before we jump into this very special episode, I do want to talk a little bit about what's been offered in the past week, just so you guys know where to go. Uh, In Movie Trivia Face-Off, we had a singles match between David Garcia and Ruben Colon, which I hosted. I recommend that. Fun match. Not good, but fun. Uh, they also had the rookie debut of one Jack Mayer versus uh, Jackson Latner. Also would recommend. Not a bad match. In Multiplex, they had two Team Round 2 tournament matches for Warzone, one that I was in, and the other one premiering right now. Check it out after this. As well as two fandom matches with Jacoby Bancroft and Mark Kammire, and Knights of Ren versus the Two Towers, which I managed. I've had a very busy week, apparently. But that's not the important thing today. I have with us the biggest names ever to grace the fan leagues because they got to the showdown. Uh, they are champions or future champions in one person's case. They are some of the greatest talents who ever grace maybe trivia on the face of the planet. They are the one and only the former singles champion, Mr. Paulo Yama, the former teams champion, Chance Ellison, and the possibly future inter champion, Robert Parker. Welcome, everybody. You we're crowning Robert already, huh? Uh, yeah already, it's a little right? bit What's much new? i'm not gonna What's lie new? a little What's bit new? much play, play a match my- god damn it <laughs> you're telling me hopefully i'll get Robert the has Rock not played over. yet so nothing i say holds any value not that it ever does uh, and this is yeah, you know, this is gonna be very laid back stream because we've had you we have had you guys on the channel multiple times before you've already had the whole spiel of why Schmodown? how'd you get into it Da-da-da. and we understand that you guys are all amazing players what i want to know is the t thank i got that i have to steal that from abby since she's not here I want to know how you got started in the fan leagues. I want to know your history in the fan leagues. I want to know the drama, the fighting, the incredible matches. I want to know everything you've done. Let's start low key. How did you first come to the fan leagues? I, was, I want to start with Chance first because I feel like he, he was he was the first, <laughs> like he was the first fan league recruit in the showdown. Okay, sure. So, like, <laughs> am I uh, forgetting
1: somebody? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, okay, but it's basically, oh, when I got started. I think I, it, I already talked about it when I did the Full Metal episode, but mm-hmm. yeah, part of this whole family action league where we watched Shmodan Run 1s react to it. Robert was in it for a while, I believe, too. Uh, I was good at it. The, the, our leadership sucked, so that whole thing crumbled, and we <laughs> spun off into our own our own league, and that's where... I mean, there was a, there was a big one at the time, which was Take 3's um, whatever they called it. I don't remember what, what it was, but... That was the one everyone was trying to get into, so, so fan like, showdown. Thank fans you, fan showdown. Movie trivia, but then, Shmodo, but then yeah. it was but then it was called something else. I don't know what the second name was, but it became worldwide movie trivia. Thank you. So yeah, uh, as that was the one everyone tried to get into, but like some people wanted it, and no one got in. So I was like, okay, so if I want to play, I gotta <laughs> gotta make my own league. So that's what we did, and that's why I got a uh, full metal. That was like the that that became like the second biggest, but behind Take Three's thing, which eventually overtook Take Three because they're still putting out matches and yeah, that's where I got into fan. That's where I got my like, feet really wet in the fan leagues. And then I just started, I got advice to compete literally anywhere and everywhere and anywhere I got offered. I took it.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, Paul, how'd you get started?
2: Yeah. No kidding. With the literally everywhere, but no, literally um, everywhere. so I, um, I mean, I'm a long time on fan. Um, and then I started watching the fan trivia showdown. Um, I think the first match I ever watched was, I think Jacob London versus Zach Sosland, maybe. It's
3: a good match. Um, that's honestly I, not uh, that bad uh, of a match. I start. think
2: that's, but so that's the first match I watched, and I sort of started watching those leagues from there. Um, as many people will probably tell you, a lot of people wanted to play in that league. Like seven people would ever get matches in the league just over <laughs> and over again. That's a whole other thing. Um, and then so I was just kind of long to compete for a while, but then I, after a while I was like, yeah, I'll just watch. Like it's fine. Um, and then one day um they were doing that uh worldwide movie trivia um tournament where it's like there was 32 teams and there was this crazy big tournament um and then they had it's funny enough they had a a former team drop out um and then uh henry sanchez who was who was helping running the league at the time um contacted me and asked me if i wanted to play um the only condition in which i would have played is um is if um well, the person that became my, my partner, Michael Campbell, would play with me because we were already friends at the time. Um, took some convincing, but then eventually I convinced him to play. So we played our first match there. Um, and then I sort of expanded a little bit from there. I played in a couple of full metal callouts and then in a re- regular full metal classic match, which at the time I think was just called full metal. Those um, were well, no yeah, matches they were yeah, putting we, out. We didn't at the have. Time. Yeah, we yeah did there were singles, the no singles, no um, singles. So then, yeah, me and Michael, um, Team Big Picture. We won the first ever um, team tournament. Um, we went five and zero to the title, um, and then you know, Multiplex sort of spouted out from there a little bit later. And I played in there. Um, I played a couple of matches in the, in Joked. Those are some interesting well, times. Those um, are those are, times. <laughs> but um, but yeah. And then I mostly made my time in uh, Movie War Zone uh, at Multiplex, Fandom at Multiplex, and then Full Metal Singles, Teams, and
0: Classic. And uh, Robert? So
3: as far as competing in the, sh- in the uh, fan leagues, I think I was around a little bit before both of these guys. I played you, in the fan movie Trivia yeah, you, you got to compete and
1: take the I experience.
3: was one of the few who did get a match in the fan movie Trivia on My first match was against the guy who ran the fan reactor league like a month and a half later after I played him. He started the fan reactor league. Um, so I got a couple matches in the fan movie Trivia Shmodown, which – uh, morphed into Worldwide Movie Trivia, which morphed into a lot of other things and became what is eventually became what is now full metal. Uh, I obviously the Fan League started just as like a singles division, so I played in that and I wasn't great. You know, I, w- I was fine, I could win a match here and there, but I, I wasn't great. I played in a, in a, in a tournament in, in and one of the singles tournaments that came before that team tournament that was Paul was mentioning. Um, But I I never felt really super, super comfortable in like a singles or teams like general movie trivia format. Uh, So then eventually once the Inner Geekdom League started up, uh, it was kind of a slow going to get those up. I was in the fan leagues by probably a year by the time they started getting geek leagues. Um, But then the aforementioned Joe had a geek league that I was playing in and multiplex eventually spawned and had their fandom division, which I it was able to find success in both the singles and uh, teams division of that. That's basically their inner geekdom plus and full metal then started their geek division, which was their singles geek division. So yeah, that's it. I've been in the fan leagues playing for nearly three years. Um, before like it was almost three years this April actually so it's a community I've been in a long time Fenry actually goes involved in I've basically been involved at every stage uh, but definitely the stuff that I've mo- felt most comfortable with and had the most success with has been the Geek Leagues
2: and Robert the, what didn't tell you is that his first title was in a regular movie trivia yeah movie. well I'm about like, to season, season 2 I believe
3: there will be trivia season 2 yeah. that tournament uh, that was like that was a fun tournament that was in 2017 Fall of 2017, I, I, I want to say. And then actually, uh, Paul is also being a little modest uh, because in Movie Warzone, the first ever title match after the first uh, tournament was Paul versus me, and he whooped me.
2: Uh,
1: TKO. wasn't that,
2: a straight knockout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I I have no fun stories from multi from Malta, like I got to put like a grand total of four matches there before I yeah. got the axe.
0: Well, okay, so that's that's the fun thing is um you know, friend of the show, Caleb Coho. I was hanging out out hanging out with him a couple nights ago because we were warming up because I wanna get back into fandom after a very shitty debut last year. And then we were watching through all of his matches. And it was coho versus ellison we ended the night on and i'm like oh Good okay and it was just fucking intense just him just going <laughs> at you and it's like i'm gonna kick your ass chance and after a while just him just losing it's like and <laughs> robert's then, gonna kick your ass chance and then yeah he said like i'm gonna kick your ass and
1: then he ended up kicking his own ass i was like robert's <laughs> gonna kick your ass And then, that never happened
0: yeah so I, I, I remember i remember it was very fun because before we did our chill episode with uh robert I was like, I went, I messaged Koho, and I said, like, hey, can I get some stats on Robert's? And I got just, like, a document of everything he's done. Sounds
3: like Koho, doesn't it?
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, and then in singles. Wait, he was in singles? Three and one, only lost to Yama. So technically, Robert on paper is one of the greatest Warzone competitors we've ever had.
3: That was just, also the last time that I played Warzone, and it has evolved a lot since then. That was... Doesn't matter. Like 20, that was two years ago, a year and a half ago, probably. Before it changed, that was. And stuff. W- the format was different, the question readers were different. That league has evolved a lot, and I would not do well nowadays in that league. <laughs> <laughs> You'd you, you do all right. You do all right. I would do okay, but I would, way, not also, be, I would not be getting to the finals of tournaments anymore.
2: None of us mentioned, but we also all have competed in Jukebox Music Trivia as well, we did, which did, is yeah. Brooklyn Vale oh, Rob, Music League. You Yep. Um, I played point. I played Robbie and Robert, <laughs> played oh, each shit. other That's right. in, That's right. about in our that. first ever match. Uh, I Chance actually that. made it to like a number one contender match, I think. I in- did.
1: I, I failed my way into winning one of the heads up, which is like an eight man match. I somehow won that. And even more unbelievably, I took Luca, the champion, who was fucking boss. Oh, yeah, in the title match. When That's it comes great. to music, yeah. I took him to the final question, which is was crazy.
0: And it a mistake. And we actually, uh, one of the members of Call to Action, uh, Danny Koss, was also very active in that division. I think I played oh, Danny Cost in that yeah, match. Yeah, he—he was—he's legit shit, and I'm—I'm I'm proud we have that sort of representation over there.
2: Yeah, it was fun. He was—he also was in the first, um, the first uh, the the heads up match that I played in, um, mm-hmm. in which I lost on like the last question, which, uh, yeah, it's fine, it's a music trivia, it's
0: whatever, yeah. it's music, who goes. <laughs> I'll say, um, I we'll, we'll get to this later in the show, but I do want to say, Danny, just in the live chat to go to the fan leagues. I do want to say if, um. The purpose of this show is to make sure all the people who watch the showdown are aware of the fan leagues. And while, yes, these are the greatest of all time, I want you to, you know, think of all the other, other people. Like, I think, and this is someone who uh, I think is what, sort of one of the more iconic people of the fan leagues, despite not being a champion, uh, Mr. N- Mr. Nazario Montenegro. And it's just sort of people just <laughs> there every year, every day, always getting matches. And they're just there to make you happy and have fun in the leagues. Um also, while I'm playing with the comments. Before we move on to the next section, I posted this before I went live. Everyone, please leave your comments in the live chat. And once we reach the end of the show, I will be asking them to these people. So, if you want to ask, you know, how to get involved in the fan leagues, uh, favorite moments, thoughts on any controversial moments in Showdown or family history, fire away, because we can't have Triple A being the only controversial show we get complaints about.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean what I said. Tell Dylan,
0: sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and it's, play, Playing in the families, do you guys have any like favorite, like very iconic moments for you? Like the first time you won a match, first title shot, maybe a big loss, or just some weird answers? Like if you knew what a Triceratops looked like? I don't know who does. That's, that's um, a, classic. That's no, I a mean,
2: classic. I mean, there's a bunch for me. Like my first ever match went into sudden death. Um, me and Michael played Team Marauders, which is, was John Salvi and Sean Sandberg. Um,
0: yeah. the, the glorious Michael, yes. Oh,
2: Rated four with the comment. Love that. Um, uh, so our first ever match went into sudden death Um, our first title match was like this whole crazy thing where um, our opponents were like super dominant they like knocked everybody out basically almost Um, and somehow we pulled out the win at the very end which is like kind of a miraculous thing Um, then we played team 80s in our first defense which is like at the time was like easily the highest scoring match that we've ever seen in any fan leagues Uh, like we were way way up there into the 40s um, and then, yeah, that, that's a pretty interesting one for me. I think you know, my first singles title match um, was like a triple threat uh, between Jeremy, and S- me, me, Jeremy Adams, and Sandy Robinson, who happened to be teammates. Um, that one was one where I was losing for a lot of the game, and then the betting rounds changed the entire match, and that's kind of like a crazy thing that happened as well. Um, I mean, there's kind of too many moments to really name. I mean, my team match in fandom, uh, which, like Robert said, is like inner geekdom plus, like, a bunch of other yeah. related categories, um, our triple threat team match, which is, like, the first ever yeah. of its kind. Um, maybe yeah. should be the last ever of its kind. It but, should be that the was... last. <laughs> after that, yeah, this should be. But either. that was super fun and, like, a crazy match where it's, like, there's all these yeah. swings and, like, you know, the, the format is so interesting. But um, those are the kind of like, first ones, I guess, that come to mind for me. Um, what about you guys?
1: Oh, you want to go ahead?
3: Yeah, um, there's a couple for me as well. I mean, I I played Kevin Smets during his brief tenure in the Fan Leagues. Uh, He played a couple matches over in Full Metal Geek Division. And I had the chance to play him in the semifinals of a tournament. We ended up being on the same side of a bracket. And that was one of the favorite matches I've ever played in just because uh he obviously has gone on to do so many great things he's become a good friend of mine we're faction mates now uh and that's kind of the the point where i we really formed our friendship was building up and then after that match it happened uh the triple threat team match with uh for the first fandom title that was a good time uh actually that that night in general because earlier that night about an hour before that match happened i defended the fandom singles title uh so like playing two fandom title matches in the same night even though we didn't I didn't win both of them. Um, That was a good, like, to kind of double feature night. Uh, Every match I've ever played with Tim, who's my brother-in-law and my team partner in fandom, uh, that is the Arkham Knights, uh, we, I've just loved everything that we've been able to do together. Because I know Tim, actually, right after I had won that singles, there will be trivia tournament, that's when the team tournament started up. And Tim and I, I, I got Tim into his first fan league match and we were a team and we were the one seed of that tournament, and we lost our first match against Jim and Drake, uh, which was a wild night. Tim and I and were I, in the same room. And, but I, and Tim I wrote was, that match, too. Tim <laughs> that's, a free, that's, that's the
2: first time in the families anyone recorded a match two, with two teammates in the same room, I believe. Yeah, we were
3: back-to-back for round one, and then we were like on the same couch for round two, and like, Tim didn't know what the fan leagues were. Like, he was a phenomenal fan, but he had never seen a family league match leading up to that, and... The night of it was kind of weird, but like, he didn't really like the fan leagues after that match, uh, mainly because we lost how we did. Um, but then, you know, fast forward a couple months, and we are just running through fandom, the fan tournament, and we're having such a ball doing that. So, those those are a couple moments for me that kind of stand out.
1: So yeah, matches I think of, um, I think first one that comes to mind is my match with, and the is the first there will be no, it was a full metal singles trivia tournament uh it was me versus Greg Weinstein who in the last singles tournament I took the sudden death and this one took him to sudden death again only this time I won and it was crazy because like everyone' was picking Greg to win the entire thing and I came in and just knocked I basically just busted everyone's brackets so that was great honestly one of I the think, best
2: singles family matches out there yes I his yep. thank, thank I you, thank you. The Appreciate the it. the second
1: one the second one the yeah. second one yeah yeah I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that was that was a good one. I think uh, my very our very first uh, my my First Team match, and that's in the same tournament we recorded like right after that, where we recorded the first. Knock one out. of your opponents
2: scored like three points. Yeah, where match. we
1: got the only knockout so tournament. so, so exciting, exciting. <laughs> but it was it was a fun thing to do. Um, other ones I think of are it was after that it was the uh, singles title match, which. And the funny thing about that, that, that tournament was, like, my matches got like easier as they went along. I just got beat my opponent by more and more, and then I won the title by TKO, which was nuts to me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it was happening versus Luca because he, he played hard, but I was able to outplay him on that particular day. Hmm. And uh, the last two I'll bring up are two of my last matches. The, la- the, the second to last is uh, we were talking about the Koho one, which is this is great. But my last uh, multiplex match was a war zone match against Ryan Permison. Mm. where I, I, again, not a great match, but second took it to the ropes. I feel like I played really well, especially because that was my first match since winning the singles title. So I wasn't really great back in movies. So I went in, didn't miss a question, knocked him out. And then the last one was my last match ever, which was a team's match, me and Russell, which is really fitting that I end my family career with him. Uh, him me and him versus, I think they were like the United mm. Club at the time. It was Alex Warden and Thomas Eanes. Again, so, solid match went to the very ends, and I got to go. I got to go out on top.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, and, and I, this I guy
2: wins a number one contender match, and then and leaves then the league. And <laughs>
0: leaves <laughs> the league. Great, great stuff there, guy. I mean, it could be worse. You could own literally every gig title in every division possible, and say, "Hey, guys, bye, bye." And have everyone scrambling to get the that title shot. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
3: i didn't every no i didn't have movie jury face-offs
0: well Geeked no out. we don't have one period oh <laughs> you you would have had it had you been yeah there. i will i i think were you two and oh or three and when you left i forget exactly and face-off geek yeah
3: three and zero, but one of the matches never aired because of some recording issues but okay. they left to the win on the record
2: okay well because I, I know currently so i feel we bad have, for you they're like you don't have enough wins in geek like, we really got to yeah. give this kid...
3: Uh, yeah, it was really a pity win. <laughs> uh, there, there, I don't remember exactly what the recording issues were, but it was just a low, like, production value match, so they never aired it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and I know that they had an issue with that before. But, I mean, even looking at face-off, I mean, there's Scully, who's 3-0, and Mike Shea, who's 3-1, and Ruben, who's 3-1. and uh, no, no, Shea's 3-0. and But, like, you're still, like, technically number one if you didn't go up. Like, it's still tight competition. But I do want to mention something you guys sort of touched on, because... A lot of us had some involvement with multiplex and was just being very committed yeah. there. And fandom, which to me is like I think one of like the premier fan league divisions, because of how different it is. And just people for people who don't know, think of it as everything you include in regular inner geekdom stuff minus some of the mixed bag categories, but then you include stuff like Disney animation and live action, James Bond, Pixar, DreamWorks, Rocky, Jurassic Park, uh, YA dystopia, which I think Paul would be a fan of, <laughs> Oscars, and then plenty of the Apes.
2: I mean, definitely think, not and, one third of that. Let me let me just tell you. And for a brief uh,
0: while, Kaiju.
2: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there was tons of categories that were at one point in in there. You know. Yeah. Classic Paul
3: Ghibli. putting a category in and then leaving with the old Studio Ghibli. <laughs> yeah.
2: Listen, uh, okay. it's not my fault. You guys don't want to watch good movies. If you I guys mean, would you rather also, watch terrible movies. That's fine. you also like conspired um, to that make that totally, happen. I remember
1: you got I, I got text me. you just like, hey, vote put Ghibli into fan. I was like.
0: Okay, could, I'm not, I'm not. Well, I'm the playing.
2: alternatives were not good, and we true. have seen that play out. So that's all that lot. is true.
0: I remember we were, we were voting in, in the page last year and was like, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of Ghibli. Why? I'm worse when it's in there. Well, no shit. Then watch the movies you're supposed to be watching. The fun part is just,
2: they got taken off right when they were being added to, to American streaming services. Yeah. So that's just love the timing on that. <laughs> uh, and then now, no, I mean, we that's have Rocky. I mean, that makes sense. There like are worse. There are worse
0: things you dramatic. could get than Rocky. I mean, you should you should hear me like every day. I'm in Cozier, like let's add this fan, let's add this, and he's just he's tired. I think what you should just add porch. stuff
2: and then not tell people what could possibly be asked, though, I think that's the best
1: course. Yeah, I do um, Nothing could go wrong <laughs> with that. <laughs> oh yeah, just just, just just make it like the most like broad categories possible I and mean, just call it fandom. Yeah. When you say yeah.
2: small chance of success? What could go wrong, Robert? What
3: could go wrong? That's a Fan good one. Family fans will get that one. That's, that's, like, that's like, a good
2: old For like all six right. people
0: They get that. It's a real, yeah. that hits real good. <laughs> and Okay, so I don't, a chance would sort have of leaned into it, but I want to talk to Paul and Robert about it as well. Do you remember your last match before you being called up to the showdown? Um,
2: so just a quick thing. Oh, my. my last match was supposed to be us defending the fandom titles against Robert and Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just couldn't get that organized quickly enough. Um, the, timing, the thing yeah, was, the time it just didn't work for that. Like the last, I don't remember exactly what the last match I recorded was because I recorded like four title matches in like three days, um, like over a winter break, um, and then they all came out at different times. But I don't remember exactly which one um, was taped first. So like the our our second uh, defense and full metal teams, which is like probably the best match that we and Michael have ever played. We, we knocked out blockbuster video um, uh, in that title match. Um, That was like one of the last ones um, in let's see movie uh, full metal classic. There was like a championship match with like eight, seven different people. I think um, that were all playing at once that Robert was also in. That was one of the last ones I ever played in. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly which one. I mean, the Full Metal Singles Triple Threat that I mentioned earlier was also one of them. Um, but those kind of all were recorded at the same time. In fact, I think, the, yeah, it was. So it's four matches. It was actually I think in two days because it was two different days where I recorded two matches in the same day. Um, the day we recorded that fandom team title match, which is like a geek league, I recorded a match in a singles a singles title match, which was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, having to study for both of those things at the same time. Um, but I think, yeah, all of those were taped around the same time and they came out separately, but I think it's around that window, I would say. Um, and most of those are just matches that we've already talked about, I guess. But those were the ones, I think. Um, it's funny, the Full Metal Classic match um, that I played, which is the big multi-person match, um, the person that finished in second place and took me to the last question is James White, um, who is, you know as we now know, has been drafted in the in the second round um, uh, and you know above a lot of notable Shmodan players. So I think it's someone that people are you know, potentially looking to make a big impact
0: in the league. And that'll be interesting to see as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Robert, I think I know what your last match is, which is, I think, one of the interesting things.
3: I had... So the last one that I shot is not the last one that aired. Yeah. The last match that... The most recent match that aired for me was my Full Metal Geek title defense against tournament winner and 16 seed uh, Thomas Scully. That was the last one that aired. That was at Snowball, which came out in January at some point, or February at some I point. I think February. February, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my last one that aired. My last one that was shot was, if I remember right, it was the last team defense for me and Tim wow. in a, a fandom. It was me and Arkham. It was us defending against Necronomicon. Oh, wait, you know what? I am a, an idiot. It was not. That was the last league match that counted on the record. That Was aired. Uh, the was me the and last Tim. One? How was that?
2: Was the gauntlet the last one, or not the gauntlet, whatever the game of factions? Game of was factions, the last one. Yes.
3: yeah. Yes, yeah. so the last one, the last one that counted on records was me and Tim, uh, defending against Necronomicon, which is Mark Meyer and Jay Burns in fandom. The last one, so that was, I consider that kind of my last one, but I did shoot a match after that, which was. Uh, Exhibition-ish. It was for this big game of factions event where all of the factions were going head to head, all the different categories of multiplex, and I played in the fandom singles one. And that is the first and only time uh, that I ever got a perfect round. It won in a fandom match ever. Uh, it was my best fandom game that I ever played, uh, and I was playing against some really, really good fandom players. I mean, Eli and Dominic. Like there, there were some good other competitors in there. Let so. it be
2: known. That I got a perfect round in a geek league before Robert Parker. Like, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> right? I, I, I was I was um, shocked
1: you never got a perfect round until then.
3: There's yeah. only like three or four people who have ever gotten a perfect round one in fandom. It's like Paul, Jeremy, me. Thomas just did it, right? Thomas did it recently. I think Tuig might have done it. Um, there, there's like there's less than ten for sure.
0: That was I thing that was haunted was less me less in five, fandom, like five or less. But yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. But yeah there's not very fandom. many.
0: Yeah. Well, also Robert wasn't. And that I got also it perfect... in
3: one that that didn't count on my record. It don't.
0: Well, isn't that also wasn't that also a perfect game for you? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember just watching it incredulously. I was talking to someone about it, like when it was going down. I was like okay, and it's just he was like, I got a perfect ground, and it's like, holy shit, he got a perfect game. And it's like, oh wait, it's on the record. No. Yeah, it was definitely a a good.
3: Kind of night to yeah. Kind of post out on for sure.
0: Yeah, and then obviously you know all of this building up to you going to the showdown, and I'm not sure like how much you can talk about logistically, but like what was that experience like for you getting the call from Christian or whoever, and you know going to studio for the first time, and like where were you then? I guess.
3: I think these guys have more interesting stories, so I'll take it first. I mean, yours is pretty complicated, so I think yours is kind of yeah. interesting
2: as well
3: it it mine is longer it's a longer story uh yeah so i'll I'll just i'll I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll try to tell this court story so christian has said in on essay and stuff like that that um i was at collision last year so i was at 2019's collision um which was that was my first time ever in la that was my first time ever in studio that was uh that was a big like that was, I think, that was my first time ever that I like flew alone. Like that was like kind of a big deal for like me traveling to LA on my own to like go see these people that I only know over the internet. Like so, that that was kind of a, a complicated thing. But uh, so I went to LA. Some things happened as far as results of matches and just behind the scenes things and logistics as far as me going into my last semester of college and a bunch of stuff all built up. Um, so I wasn't able to be going in last year as was initially one of the first plans so then it got pushed to the draft so i spent the back half of the last season still the fan leagues and having just the uh, one of the some of the best few months of my life in the fan leagues uh at last fall and then obviously the draft came which had some huge surprises especially for me like i was more surprised than anybody when First off, Kaiser drafted me in the first place, which I didn't think was going to happen. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate and glad to be in the dungeon. feels like home. Uh, but I had no clue he was going to draft me. And also, as far as the, how high the number was, obviously, that was a big shock to me as well. Um, so that's basically, like, a shortened version of the story is there were a little bit more travel, like, complications and plans and stuff like that. But long story short, uh, it took just a couple months for it to finally happen, but eventually it did
2: and do you want to people tell people where you live and everything, you know, what your situation is
1: with that? Yeah, right. yeah.
3: with what? Well,
2: yeah, but, got a question
1: so, about. Oh yeah, where you live. yeah. I
3: yeah. sorry. I live in Wisconsin, so I live halfway across the country from LA. I it's about just under a five-hour flight uh, from. I fly out of Chicago, from Chicago to LA. So every time I uh, wanted to go to LA, I have to like take a bus down to Chicago and then fly out of Chicago and then take a bus back. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. But, you don't know anything yeah. about
2: taking buses to this on
3: do you <laughs> no you've never done <laughs> not, that
1: not a thing not a thing
3: uh so that's that's basically my version of the story is it, it, it about a year after the initial discussion started it like the draft and everything kind of started to move a little bit
2: and someone's wondering if you know jte because do you know every person that lives in the state of wisconsin i don't know
3: jte but he lives in a town that i go to a lot he i'm not gonna say where but it's on his social media i think he lives um about a half hour from me the city that he lives in so i've never met him i've never seen him i've never talked to him like i i I don't talk to him. like Were you ever worry he's like, going like,
2: to, like, sneak into your luggage and then go to L.A.? And play <laughs>
3: maybe. <after>? maybe. <laughs> my carry-on's got a whole lot heavier. <laughs> that's a good question. But, like, he he goes to a theater that I've been to before. Like, his, the theater that's right closest to him is a place yes. I've been a number of times. Yeah. well, I, I
0: know that's, like, a common trend to go. Like, uh, Nat, you know, my fellow call to action member, every once in a while we get a text from him, like, holy shit, I met Chance, or holy shit, I met Robert and Vanessa. And just everyone just keeps running into each other at movie theaters, it's oh,
2: what, Nat? If, yeah. Wait, Nat, I didn't even know Nat lived in Arizona.
3: No, yeah, did. I didn't know that him. either. Like, yeah, I lived in, in New York. Time.
2: For some I, reason. I met him
1: for the first time, like walking out of a Shazam screening, and he just, like, <laughs> Chance Ellison was like, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like, the oh, only yeah. experience I've had like that is actually, I was going to see Thor Ragnarok. Um, this was obviously before I was in the showdown. Um, but then I ran into Cody Miller, because um, he is a, oh, really? a, a fellow alumni of, of Indiana University Bloomington. Um, and he was, yeah, he was there at the, the local theater. Um, he had just come out of a screening. I was going into it, and I was like, like really tripping out just because it's a crazy scene. like someone Shmodan adjacent, but also like kind of famous in in like in other avenues as well. That was pretty interesting. You should uh, have asked him who played Judge Doom.
1: <laughs> good one,
2: good one. It was Henry Thomas in that one, or is that a different, movie? It's a yeah. different one? It's a different one. <laughs> yeah, we can <laughs> play that. We can play this game all day if you want. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm sure um, we could.
2: But yeah, it was. Uh, that's sort of my um, big run-in with the Shmodan personality in the wild, I guess.
3: The wild.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The very yeah, thing no, no, it a it. I like it. I
1: like it. Yeah, and then there was like one other time where like we were all in a nice out screening. We all got our tickets like weeks in advance. We all showed up. There's like a net next to me that I thought wasn't taken. And like in comes in. Nat, I'm just like, Nat, is that you? I was like, hey, what's up? And it was like, oh, yeah, what do you think of these guys? And it's like, like Robert, you were sitting right next to me. It just became like a huge
0: – it was like a huge like crossover event. Oh, yeah. Was that the one where they filmed the reaction video? It was just everyone just like yes. – like- Avengers assembling at, at just at fucking Ryan Johnson movies because why not? Basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> Ryan Johnson brings friends together. <laughs> some would say the best screenplay of the 21st century. Uh, some, some would say that.
3: No, 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 not some. Take off, that. <laughs> rearrange some of those. Le- one would say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I mean, as we all know, no doubt the greatest ensemble movie ever made. Apparently, okay, of okay. all
2: time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. And your list up. More on that. Yeah. But no, oh, yeah. it's it's so my my sort of journey is like some i've told this story before but basically like i've been playing in the sh- in the sh- uh families for a while um people had mentioned me to christian so i think he was vaguely aware of my of who i was um i was living in la at the time i was interning um at two film production companies and i came into the studio um after talking to chance about it um and then yeah i i watched a few matches and christian asked me like hey how are you doing?" those matches and i didn't want to be too boastful but i was like you know I, I think i was doing pretty well um it was actually a funny interview that frank did with me at, at the, the inman uh canopic live event um i don't know if he's ever going to put that one out uh, there's like a an interview you could do with me in line there where i was like yeah like i want you know i'm in the fan leagues and stuff and people had no idea who i was um but then yeah soon soon after that the new year rolled around um i i flew i was still in school at the time but i flew over and started recording matches it's kind of just been up from there i guess
0: yeah. I, I think that was the same live event where Smets was also there, just chilling, taking in the taking in the experience. He was like that was, mm-hmm. that, that was, yeah. that was the first time I met
1: Smets because he was sitting, like, sitting right there when Mike, Ken, and I did our whole entrance. And he like took about the picture. He's just like, "Hey, yo, like I got some cool shots of you. You want me to post them to Full Metal? I'm just like, do it after you don't know, go public, <laughs> and he never posted them. So he <laughs> haven't dropped the ball.
2: Well, he's wait. He said after. He didn't say how long after. So he yeah, could be I'm waiting sure. to post he, it. He
1: could still do it. He could still do it now. Chance, what's your? Uh... Well, I forgot my question. What was the question? I forgot the question. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> no, you how, did you, told... how did you get in this show down? Your, sort of so, call out, call up. Yeah, so ba- sorry. I basically, uh, I think I, I think I kind of touched on the story. Basically, what happened was I had just won the singles title in uh, WWE trivia or Worldwide WWE, whatever it was called at the time. Uh, I heard that uh, Henry, who was running the league at the time, sent Christian the match, and I, and I saw that he watched it. So I, I mess him like, "Hey, thanks for watching. I I appreciate it." And then, like, it was two days, it was, like, two days after that, he was just like, hey, how long did it take you to get to L.A.? And I'm just like, is this, is this, for, is this for real? <laughs> so, uh, I, I we talked to him about it. He just, like, he told me about uh, Anarchy. He told me the whole story, the whole outline of it. And he just like, I want you to come in, into that tournament. He's just like, would you do it? i I was like, yeah, of course I would. It wasn't until, like, a month later, I found out I was going to be with, uh, team with Mike, and I was going to be part of like the main story of the season, which was no pressure, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after that, it was, uh, that time I didn't take the bus. I flew that time for the first time, but I flew, I flew there that time, uh, hang out, met Paul in person for the first time. That was fun. And, uh, yeah, I got to go to the studio and record and, uh, record my first match. And I, although it wasn't my first time in the studio. I was actually there for taping in July cause I was there in town on vacation uh, it was there when uh, it was Mara versus Fife and uh Andreico versus Irwin. Those are the two matches that were done that day. Uh, and I, I always remember the first time, like I got into like the promo booth. Like Christian asked me to come in when Mara was recording her pre-match video. He, like Mark, okay, come here. Give me that chance. Take this. Give us the microphone. Like take this. Go stand over there. And ha- and <laughs> he had just had me cut, just like this and the kind of promo for my theoretical match I wasn't playing it but just like just want to see what I had and yeah he dug it and he would he, he, he put me on after that and I appreciate it and we all I, regret I should... it to this day and we and yeah <laughs> everyone else regrets it to this day
3: uh, I, I should happen to just say real quick um i think all, it it's Paul mentioned it uh but all, none of us would be here if were it not for the people in the fan leagues who no. like promoted us and said our names repeatedly like there there are a lot of posts not here who there. So mean,
2: like who did the content like it's we would exactly. otherwise never yeah. have been noticed like
3: 100 oh, no. percent. like yeah. the fan leagues would not be here without this remote on and the like we have been fortunate enough to be in the positions we are because of the people who work so hard in the fan league. so i think that's definitely worth mentioning yeah
2: and I know, like, yeah, like and our, our matches in the family also are why we're the players we are now. Like, yes. if you would have put me in the Schmodown like a year and a half, or I guess two and a half years ago, um, I would have been like the most aggressively mediocre player ever. Yeah. Um, like, if you can go a lot of our early matches for all of us, there. there you there heard are it here first. That,
3: Paul Yama was shit. I mean,
2: Aggressively mediocre. Hashtag never lost, but um in, and, you know in in, you know in regular movies. But no. Um that's, I mean you look a, at our early matches. I look I that's that's again regular movies. So <laughs> let's keep it on track here. Um if you look at our early matches though, you just see that we're just missing stuff that we would never yeah. ever ever miss now. Um 100%. and it's funny because you know we come into the league as as rookies, but I think that in a lot of ways, like we've played in more matches than any Shmodan player has ever played or maybe will ever play. Um like, just in terms of answering questions. So, in in a way, our brains are trained for the format and for, like, the response of, like, getting asked a question and answering it, you know, on, like, a whiteboard or, like, whatever. Like, that's stuff that we've, like, been basically preparing for for, like, over a year, two years for some of us. I I
3: tried to count, like, after the Game of Factions match, once I knew that that was finally going to be my last match, I tried to count how many matches, like, I played in, and I lost, like, I, I tried to go through every channel that I ever played, like, all this stuff. It was over 70 probably yeah,
1: it's, 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 it's a, it's like i don't lot.
3: i i lost track i stopped counting because i couldn't find all the classics but like the yeah it's paul's actually right yeah. when he's he, <laughs> yeah that's a good one that was my second one i think uh <laughs> that, that was uh, a good like, pull paul paul's right when he says like we we have played a lot in a lot of different formats
1: mm. yeah it's, the fan leagues they, they build them tough and that's that's why yeah. we're basically like a different crop of player coming into this, and this is, it's why we're also successful in the Fields World. Well, two of us are successful. One, yet to be determined, but we'll see.
0: I was going to jump off a bridge because you said that. <laughs> no, I, I, I do I do want to say, because I think, I think the important part of the fan leagues is sort of while we maintain, well, I think while we maintain a strong independency a lot of the times, it's really great when you have on players to only recognize who you are, but the hard work you put in. And it's sort of, sort of echoing uh, Robert's story. My first time in the studio was also at last year's Collision. And you were at was, Collision last year? Dude, you know, I fucking, I got drinks. Yeah, too. like, I, I think
1: I, don't
0: I, think I saw, I, I think I saw, like, a post just, like, had fun at Collision. was like, you were there? I remember that. I was, I was, I was technically Kaiser's plus one. And I was, I was hanging out with Sorry, him. Robert
2: only remembers the, the famous people that were there. So he was really like, <laughs> oh, not interested not sure in all. you peons. <laughs> I remember he just cares meeting, about the people that, that like, you know, are in his head are not, in the I same remember level meeting,
3: so. I remember meeting a ton of people, but I had also I was also twelve hours late, like landing down from when I was supposed to be. Mm. And I was also only in LA for twelve hours. It's, it was a tough weekend.
0: Anyway, the Sorry. point of the story was oh, no, it's okay. I was drinking I was drinking like a fucking LaCroix or something with Janine and Hannah, and he just turns to you, points at you, it's like, You see that guy? It's like, yeah, it's my mortal enemy. Hannah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for reference, they had never met before that day. No, we hadn't yeah. at all. So Hannah's just talking the big shit's like I'm the kind of him I'm gonna stomp this bitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy him. <laughs> hey Hannah got started
2: in, in the fan leagues too, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. doesn't have as, as much time in there. Um, but he also, you know, he played matches in, in regular movies and also in Geek, so it's, like, yeah. he played a lot teams of people, match. He
3: played, like, three or four yeah. teams matches.
2: Like, yeah. he, a lot business, of people have not realized that some people forget, have... Business like, casual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting to see how some people got their start. I don't know if you... Can you pull up the comment from Zach about the minor league, major league thing? Because I kind of yeah. wanted to talk about this. Yeah. So a lot of people say this, and I actually don't think that this is true, um, in large part because, like, a lot of the original fan leagues weren't really made with the idea that someone's going to go to the Schmodown if they do well, I don't think that's something that people even thought was a possibility. Like when the fan leagues first started, no. um, like there's no way that, that you would have told any of us like, Oh, like for sure. Like if you do well, like you're going to get called up. Like there's no way that any of us, I think when we started ever thought that like, this is going to lead to us playing in the showdown. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's possible that now there are people that think that because there's a precedent set with us, but yeah. at the time it's, it's, it was definitely created as sort of its own ecosystem. And I think that, in a lot of ways it still is its own ecosystem like those are there's a lot of people in there that have no interest in playing in, in the showdown whatsoever um, yeah great players that honestly like some of them could probably play pretty well in the actual showdown, but just don't have any necessarily any, any interest so it's like i think that for some people it has become sort of an avenue to get to the showdown but i think that for others it also is just a thing that they want to challenge themselves and have fun um and a lot of people just love trivia i think trivia is like more popular than ever at this point um yeah in our culture so I think that, like, for a lot of people, it's not about um, you know getting better to ascend to this different level. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of it is about sort of this um, this own system that is has its own interests, um, its own community.
3: Think, it's also yeah. like its own like and
2: uh, it, it is obviously related, and like the family formats and stuff are all based on the one. Like that's very obvious; anyone can tell that. Um, but I think that in terms of as a community and as as again as an ecosystem, is kind of I think the best word to to, to use to describe it. Yeah it really is sort of self-sustaining in the way um, that these people would do this, whether or not the Shmodan existed tomorrow, yesterday, uh, or today.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do want to speak on that a little bit because I like having not been in the Shmodan having been strictly relegated to the fan leagues and even then still being a new addition to it, it is weird that you sort of realize how much the outside world as well sort of revolves around trivia, like you said, where, especially now with um, can't say the word because the video would be taken down, but with the pandemic going on currently, a lot of the bars I would go to for bar trivia and stuff, they've moved to online formats and we can now do yep. bar trivia literally around the world. I've done it. I've worked with other fan leaguers and just played in countries that aren't my own, in states that aren't my own. And it's like, it's this infectious sort of community that we are all, all like constantly trying to test ourselves and dedicate ourselves to this like community that we wouldn't think would exist, but it's just sort of grown exponentially. Paul, Robert, Taiwanese bar trivia. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> oh god listen if you want to be the translator that's all on you um i will speak to the, the countries that that speak speak english
0: <laughs> yes as we all know we're, we're talking about mps in every country in all the world we will dominate every living culture as we know at least
2: yeah it, it is interesting though just, just to see how i mean obviously like they all started as movie leagues but then you see them grow and you see these interests in the families because the families are way more than just movies you know what i mean like there's yeah. Music trivia. There was sports trivia at one point. I mean, now there TV, was there's TV. There's sports division. There's TV. Um, there's like you know fandom, which is again like sort of the middle ground between regular movies and inner geekdom, because it has all those other added stuff in there. Um, so it's it's interesting to see how that um, has grown. I mean, you even have something like Full Metal Random, which is like people can just pick random topics and have a match about a it's TV show, trivia, yeah. an era. Um, it, yeah, it's just kind of like Bar- Multiplex Miscellaneous, which is a new show that they do now, which is like essentially like bar trip you know you have like the categories like his like arts and literature history um there are sort of timeline events science and technology like it's cool to see how the family sort of expand themselves and become something different um and i think that there is you know there's something there that um is unique in its own way and it's not necessarily just like a sort of watered down version of the Shmodan. like i think some people might think that they are based on just outside perspective so i think that they are have sort of grown into their own entity as well as also you know being a feeder system in some ways you know you see some people drafted marisol mckee and james white like those people drafted to the Schmodon but you know it, it has its own legs to stand on at the same time
4: yeah
2: that's kind of one of the best parts about it is like the like it's like the three of us, like we still, we've met so many people through the family that like we would otherwise never, ever know, like people from different countries and like continents, genuine, um, like
3: some of the best friends of my life. Like, honestly, people like, that
2: we yeah again, that's... like even the three of us to each other as well. Like, it's like, yeah, we wouldn't like, even if we had just come into the show independently, we definitely wouldn't know each other in the same ways that we do now spending no. hours on hours being on call and hosting matches and stuff. Cause the three of us, you know, to this day, like we're still a part of the family in some way. Um, I know Chance is like a little, probably a little busier than me and Robert. So he's like not, it's like sort of involved, but I mean, Robert like writes questions for the families. Like I like host and also write occasionally for some stuff. And Chance also hosts matches from I time to time, especially in all kinds of leagues. So it's like, we still have <laughs> <Literally> anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask Chance, he'll probably host your match. It could be between you and your dog in your basement. He'll probably host it. But um, <laughs> no, we, we, we all still are, are tied to those in ways that I think that I don't know if we'll necessarily ever be totally divorced from them just because, yeah, you know it's it's where we come from and i think a lot of those people are our close, some of our closest friends um period
3: you know shit yeah, on other seriously. or otherwise i mean paul was the first like that we mentioned collision paul was the first person that i knew that i like saw in la after yeah. like a day and a half of like horrid travel situations and like Pan like just terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. Like, did you cry to an old lady, or is that
2: no, not, not you? I
3: didn't know not that's uh, actually no. Sorry, you have that wrong. That would be Caleb Coho in an it, Dakota it, Air, uh airport. Um, uh, but like, Paul's definitely right that like there's these relationships that you form based on people that you spend so much time with, and that's not necessarily like that value isn't derived from the trivia whether it be family or shaman or whatever it it just kind of has happened
2: it's just kind of interest you know and that's like what yeah. drives people together yeah. in any setting and i think that again like the clear passion for movies is going to make like us able to relate to each other in some sort of way um yeah. even if you know we might have totally different interests outside of that and be different people um this stuff sort of brings us all together and i think that family is a good example of you see how close people are people spend hours upon hours upon hours on 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 Skype and StreamYard and Google Hangouts know, with each other. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, like, that is something that, like, has meaning. And, um, like, I, I think that people should should really learn to appreciate them. There are tons of people in the families that weren't in the families until, like, you know, a year ago. There's this big influx all of a sudden, um, like, about a year, so year has like, um, so ago. So there's just more and more people, and I think that's it makes it more fun, because you have more people yes. you can connect to um, and find that's similar to yourself. You know, there are all these factions that people, like, hang out all the time now, like, the factions and the families are like all like just about as tight as factions in, in the schmodown. It's like, they spend so much time together. So that's a cool aspect as well as like this, this camaraderie that sort of forms out of uh, being in a similar space. So.
3: And that's also evolved a lot too. Like when, when you guys, and really when I started, like the, when factions first got introduced to the fan leagues, there was one faction that was like 70 people big. Oh, yeah. And like that, and that, the, just the the fact that that happened two years ago and that, that has changed so much in the last two years really speaks volumes to the fan leagues like paul said like ecosystem like that community it it kind of it says something for that fun well, fact I, I me, think...
2: me and chance were, were in a faction yeah. once we, we, yeah, we, yeah, were we, were we were called the wild bunch it was me and my partner michael chances and his partner, partner russell we russell. were the smallest faction by far um, but and, we're not also particularly the most and not <laughs> we're particularly <all> long-lived <laughs> but yeah that was a, a thing that happened in, um and then me and Chance were actually supposed to be a team in fandom, fun fact. Yeah, um, Cole, Cole yeah. They said
3: no super team. They said me and Chance couldn't be together because of no super. super teams. Teams. And then they let Paul and Chance go I got
2: together. TKO'd by a guy Robert knocked out in fandom. So like that's <laughs> like, you know, I'm not exactly the most dominant geek player out there. Let's be quite yeah, clear I was, about that. Well, because um,
1: like and that was and that was funny because like yeah. Robert and I initially won the team together and like yeah. no super teams like okay. So, and then Paul like Russell wasn't gonna do it because he's not like super in like the fandom movies. And then Paul reached out to me, just like, you know, yeah, let's do let's do this. We were, we were gonna be so- called Star Command, which Star is Command. As some people might know as is, is a reference to,
2: to Pixar. Um, but right. like it's yeah. it's yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like so interesting to see the, the what ifs because you know Chance had to leave um, the league um, obviously and that couldn't necessarily come to fruition. Um, but you know it led to my first you know geek title in, in teams uh, ended up winning anyway um, despite we'll having to. Find a new partner, kind of last minute, but we'll yes, say I'm
1: not. I'm not sure we would have had the same path as you and Lucas did. That that was like a
0: one in a million. Yeah, that's right. I, this, is, this is an important question. What is a super team? Who's, who's authority on what? Uh, yeah. I think
1: at the time it was like the Council of Multiplex. and think because. Like at the time, Robert and I were going head to head. fandom. yeah,
2: the two series. finalists for the fandom singles tournament teaming yeah, up together like, doesn't seem particularly. Does, fair. It doesn't
1: seem. It doesn't seem. Fair that's like, hey, we're
2: doing them teams. By the way, the the Kevin Smets and Mike Kalinowski are going to be a team. Or Kevin Smets and Rachel <laughs> Fishing. Like that's not that makes you yeah,
1: fair.
0: That's oh, not no, fair it's, at all. I, I, especially looking at what it's like right now, it's like no super teams. Okay, great. And then I w- oh, I would love to Robert. Oh, and he's in here, so I can actually say something. No super um, teams.
3: Founding fathers.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. It's more I like, mean, at the
2: time, Roka's Singles' career was like not in the best shape. Twenty
3: eighteen was a difference, which, which
2: is funny coming from me, obviously now. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's also that's anarchy, you know, yeah.
0: well, totally, no, random,
1: it's so. to- totally random. Totally random. You
0: know, I still think the super teams though, and the fan leagues is interesting because I've heard a lot recently about this idea of a super team that Arkham Knights is a a wholly inferior team to Knights of Ren. And I think Knights of Ren is exactly. I have the same reaction. Everyone so, says so. Just are, so
2: just everyone knows. Who's Arkham in? Knights is Robert and his his, his brother Tim. That was Tim. me and Tim. Um, and Knights of Ren is is Tim, the very same Tim and uh, Nick Tuhig, who is like a relatively new player, but is <laughs> going to be incredibly dominant. Um, in yeah. in fandom categories. So yeah, it's interesting to see what is and isn't a super team. I think that most people would actually have been more like complained more about Robert and Tim as a super team had they won the first team title. But like. Despite yeah. the fact that they were easily the most dominant team and the most accurate team, um, they lost, which is, like, yeah. I guess you can call it not a super yeah. team
1: because of that.
3: We we went, like, and that was before Tim was really into the fan. Tim really got into oh. the fan leagues, I would say, in Chicago. We had a big uh, meetup for a couple of multiplex people in Chicago, and that's when he, like, really got into it. That was when we uh we had already won the fandom title by that time but we defended it we played like some matches we shot some matches in chicago like at, at live on a desk and they will never see the light of day because of certain reasons with editing and footage being lost and all this kind of stuff but i think chicago was the time when tim finally got into it but paul's exactly right like we went three and oh to we went three and zero, played for the title we're three and one you guys had which three
2: knockouts like, right in, in like your three matches we had I, I guess the tko rule TKO. was like a weird was kind of weird in fandom at the time
3: yeah, so the fandom format's just a little bit weird. Um, we had one true, we had one knockout and two TKOs by that point. Okay. Uh, and then we played in the triple threat. So combined knockouts, we were 3-0 with three knockouts. Um, and then we played for the triple threat title, and we lost that match. We got last in that match. We didn't just lose. We got third place out of three teams in that match. Um,
2: and I always encourage people man- who are interested in the leagues to watch the, the fandom te- team triple threat title. Because yes. that is like... And amazingly at... weird. If if you pause the match after round two, you're like, oh, like definitely, like this is obviously the team that's gonna win, and this is what's gonna happen. And yeah, you know, the, things sometimes the same change. Thing.
3: Is that at players. mayhem at the multiplex? Is that at the first mayhem at the multiplex? I don't know. No, I it think maybe. it's its own video. Yeah, is it its own video? Okay, I don't, I don't I remember. I am only...
2: not a hundred percent sure, but I think okay. it's, yeah. it's own
3: video. But yeah, that that is definitely a great match to like get involved in, like some of the best the leagues have to offer as far as like swings and big. Like controversy, it's a little chaotic
2: like, for sure, but it's, it's like it's very, very fun. chaotic, It's a very fun, but a very
3: fun match. And but you're it's... absolutely right. Like me and Tim went three and one in our first four matches, which is like good, but it's not like super team level. And then the following year, twenty nineteen, we did what we did. But like, can you still hear me? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But yeah, that's that's the um, that's kind of how like me and Tim came to like be playing. Uh, that I don't disagree with that, but some <laughs> super teams were formed through the draft. That was kind of the point, uh, I think, it, in a way, was to get the draft, uh, ma- get the draft done, so that everything could be shaken up and new teams who were extremely strong could be made and have their time to shine. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. and before you left, Robert, I want I want to talk about something just to backtrack a little bit. This idea of like the closeness of factions, and you sort of brought it. You w- went into it with Chicago. But I think I think unless I'm mistaken, with uh, Paul and Chance in your history, you were in a like a very like a legit shit faction for a while, and you, as part of the fellowship, really sort of. Well, it's not Robert's first faction. Let me tell oh, you. my my,
3: my oh. first faction was a joke Alliance. faction called Alpha Alliance. One of. Lance was one of the original factions. Okay. Uh I I think I think it was around before Atomic Nation. it was, um, it was you're right. And it was I don't it know. Was me... Atomic
2: Nation had to have someone alive before that because there's <laughs> infinite <laughs> members. <laughs>
3: they they didn't have like 70 people alive. in their yeah. faction. Yeah. But it was like it was me, Chance Kane, Hunter, Jim, uh like a uh, Ryan Permerson, like uh, a couple other people. Um Jake was there. Like it was a it was a relatively big faction um but that was definitely a fact, and then the fellowship happened which yeah. is where i got with like one of my best friends so my manager for a long time of the families cody me and tim were together jake was there uh that that faction was kind of the definitive faction for multiplex for me yeah. at least uh but so real quick to address the knights of rent thing i think tuig is an incredible player as far as categories i think tim and nick balance each other out better than tim and i do uh, Tim and I have, I think, similar strengths. Like his biggest strength is also my biggest strength. Uh, it's not like that. James Bond, they, for sure. 100%, they, 100%. They, yeah, <laughs> you, you nailed it. No, sorry, Ghibli, you forgot.
1: Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul, I was a that and furious. But, but All right, Nick yeah. and Tim balance each other out better than Tim and I do. When are we going to see you beat up McTugan and Alley for control over that team?
3: I may have already done it at the draft when I met him, um, but he's yeah. just too. Uh, Even though he's afraid. two of you tall, he is. I could. Li- that's not only a pun on his last name of Tuhik, uh but also I could literally stand on my own shoulders, and I think he might be still be taller. Yeah, the he is like a, he's a tall. man tall. he's a tall, tall
0: man. Also, the voice of an angel, just somehow. Twohig's great. I love sure. yeah <laughs> And, and th- this is, like, maybe a downer question. I don't know. Like, like has, your, has your relationship with the fan leagues changed a lot since your recruitment? Because I know, I know you guys have said just sort of question writing. But, like, do you feel any different now that you're in this showdown with your friend that you had before?
2: I mean, naturally, it, it just is because we're not playing. Like, I think, like, yeah. the way that your relationship is with people when you're playing in matches is so different just because you're always preparing. Like, I don't think people fans of the showdown quite understand, like, the amount of time that fan league players especially, like, serious fan league players put into studying for matches um it's like hours and hours and hours and it's like just as much if not more than shodan players spend studying in the shodan as well um so it's just naturally going to be a different thing i think um there is like a sort of relationship shift i think that takes place a little bit um just because like you know we're we're in these two worlds at the same time so it's not like we're totally in the in the, the family realm in the same way that we ever were um but i think it's just a natural progression i don't think that it's unique to us i think that anyone who has, you know, a strong relationship in one thing and then, you know, sort of hops over to another similar thing. It's just naturally going to be different. Um, but I definitely think that there is, like, a, an element of it being a slightly different experience. But a lot of these people have known us since, you know, way before we ever were even considered for this showdown. So yeah. I don't, they don't really – I don't think they necessarily treat us that differently as people. Um, It'd be
1: really weird if we start getting high and mighty now of all times. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, they're like, I remember when you, you know, lost this, you know, unaired – practice match to like this player who's not very good like that's you know everyone has these memories of each other so it's for the most part it's kind of hard for us to really act like you know superior um which is kind of a a gross word but yeah that's i I don't i think it's shifted but i I think that's kind of a natural progression in a lot of ways
3: yeah i agree The, the dynamic is different but i think it is different it's expected to be different uh, because just exactly what Paul said, we're not actively compete anymore. We're not actively on these factions anymore. We'll still talk to these people every day. We're still in big group chats. You know, we're still in constant communication with a lot of people from the fan leagues, but just not being as active as competitors, that is a different dynamic. And I think that that's just part of what we take on. Paul touched on it earlier as well. Like a lot of the fan leagues weren't built to be like that sort of uh that sort of springboard to the Shimoda. Like, obviously, like Paul said, exactly what he said, there is precedent now for some players to have done that. But that's not how a lot of them started. Uh, So a lot of players that we're still really close with don't have that mindset. Um, So there's just a different dynamic. But that's what happens, and we expect it. And we we still move on with those people as very, very close friends, even if the dynamic does change a little bit
1: yeah like same thing here like as far as most as part of like uh like a central part of one of the admin teams like i i barely do anything for full metal anymore just like hosts if they ask me to but yeah it's um like, it's, it's the thing where like i don't i still like what those guys do it's just a thing where like i'm not as tuned in as i used to be and just because i just don't it's not a league that' di- effect, like direct Eh, affects me directly as much as it used to i'm focused on focus on tasks at hand no offense to those guys That's just what it is but hey if those guys ever need anything from me or anyone needs anything from me i'm there i'm here
2: you don't win titles in the on by you know having your mind in a million different places it takes uh quite a bit of work and, and focus and i think that that's you know it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough sometimes i think for the three of us i i can always speak for myself but i think that like you know, trying to sort of maintain that those relationships while also trying to really be committed to this program can be tough. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's just a part of life and you have to kind of push through that. And if, if it's something that matters to you, you will maintain the relationships that are like particularly important to you. You know, like yep. it's impossible to stay the same with everyone in the same way, but like the people that we really care about that we're really close to, I think that um, we'll put in the work to stay close to those people um, in the ways that we need to, you know, that's just kind of how any relationship works. Like, as people grow and change, like you have to put in time and effort. Um, and that's what we have to do, you know? And, and you know, sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. But, um, again, it's just us being, being able to lean into it and, and acknowledge that, um, these people helped us get to where we are. Um, and you know, those relationships are meaningful.
1: To us. And sometimes you try to <laughs> abandon someone and they follow you in. I eat these two.
2: <laughs> and beat you. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this time, bitch. Yeah. That, uh, i
0: f- totally forgot i had a point to make there but it has yeah.
1: it's all right it's all sorry right. My, bad. So, my bad my bad my bad no no no, Here, no, 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 no it's not your fault no, no. We'll,
0: we'll we'll move on to the fun segment of this which is where oh, i start what? to stir up shit um oh, the first boy. things first is um i do remind everyone after this we're gonna have a bit of A Q&A segment with everyone so please feel free to drop your questions in, in the uh, comments below or in the live chat whatever you want to call it and we can ask them to hear you can ask them anything you want and uh i'll, you know, I'll be screening it so don't be too weird and just get their thoughts. No, why not too weird? Let's get weird. Um, I didn't I, say I that, but you did. Chance, <laughs> what's the
2: name of your seventh grade crush? Let us know below.
1: Oh, I could
0: The real question Ooh. before we get into our diaries: um, Who, because who do you guys think is the greatest player who is currently not in the Schmodown? In the fan like, leagues? Is it
2: greatest or best because those are two best. very different
0: conversations like who, uh, everyone who's in the fan leagues currently who do you think is the flat like, out trivia wise the
2: i best mean it player. depends it's hard because i think they, arguably the best player in the fan leagues or just retired like a month ago so yeah that's uh, true like, yeah um yeah jeremy I mean, adams who is who is a question writer for the vote on i think like in terms of at least singles and teams is the most accomplished and probably the best um He's probably he probably knows more about movies than I do in in, in some ways I think um, than almost anyone that I've ever met really, um, but yeah he's definitely one of one of the people that is really up there. Um, I mean my my former partner Michael Campbell is like has now won um, belts with two different people has like I like one team loss ever and is like seventeen and one in teams or something like that and also the, like the Drew McQueenie of the SmoDown
1: I'm sorry the fan and like was, took the Jeff and Snyder
2: <laughs> and. Yeah, a little you know, a little yeah. different than Jeff Snyder in a lot of ways. In um, <laughs> a lot of ways. No, he's so that that's definitely one I think Jake uh, Marangoni, who who currently yeah, holds multiple belts, is like an incredibly strong player. Um, Thomas Scully is pretty new, but I think like could reasonably compete compete with almost any inner player I've ever seen. Um Just. he he played Robert pretty tough. Like it didn't totally work out for him in that regard, but I think like he's an incredible player as well. Um, I mean, there's a ton of yes. I think there's a ton yeah. of I. I mean, there's probably people that I'm forgetting as well. Like, um,
1: just just based on the share number about you've seen, of bad movies he's seen, maybe Brian Michaels. I think he's, yeah, Brian is yeah, also really a, a super.
2: I mean, as you guys maybe have seen on this channel he competed in that rom coms match and like just annihilated everybody. So like, yeah, Brian is an incredible player as well. Like, there's just a lot of really strong players. Yeah.
3: I'll, I'll throw in a couple that haven't been brought up yet. Uh, kill Boatman, I think. Yeah genuinely yeah. i think he could hang like i think is a he you
2: think robert looks young let me tell you this man yeah yeah this
1: he would certainly get the kids menu at a restaurant <laughs>
3: caleb, bowman is like 6'1 he's no, a tall bowman's
2: boy 6'1 <laughs> uh, but would he order clucks and fries like tall. another caleb anyway
3: um yeah bowman's tall uh but uh, yeah I, I think bowman's a great player i think he could He's he's really great. He he hasn't necessarily like he, he's held titles but he hasn't had like the long standing kind of legacy track record that like a Jeremy or a Jake or a Michael has. Uh but that's also because he's a little bit newer in the fan leagues. Yeah. Uh Scully is definitely one of the geek players I'd throw out there. Um Tim and tuig both in Geek, yeah. I think they're they're both great geek players. Um pretty well rounded in that aspect. Um, other than that, I think Paul Paul hit a lot of them and obviously there's ones that I'm forgetting too like the fan are full of incredible, incredible players, um, but ones that are coming to mind immediately, the ones I said, Paul,
0: knocked I want to like steal your thunder, but um, another great underrated player who, unfortunately, is not competing currently is Maggie Bracala, Tim's uh, mm, Sister wise. Maggie! Sister. Robert's,
2: Robert's <laughs> the sister.
0: Yeah. My good
3: old sister, yeah. It's like she, seven and one,
2: in, or six and in one in fandom. She's hilarious. great.
3: She's great, and she is, like, such a – she's I, – I never in a million years, three years ago, when I started completing the family, because I'm like, oh, man, my sister that I've lived with for 20 years is going to get into this. Uh, and I never thought that. But, like, her and Tim kind of got in, it, in a similar time together. And when she has the time to really, really commit to it and study, she's great. It yeah. really is. Um, uh, I see, I see the, a comment
2: real quick, just from someone asking what yeah. the channels are. So, Multiplex oh, yeah. Entertainment is the multiplex that we had mentioned before. Um, you can, if you just search Fandom Trivia, that's probably an easier way to find the channel. But Multiplex Entertainment, um, yep. full, metal full Metal Media slash Full Metal Trivia, full metal trivia is what yeah. the channel
3: is now. Yeah. That, so that that channel has gone through about four or five different like color rebranding, changes. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone through a lot of rebranding. That channel has had some history. a lot of turnover and a lot of yeah. Full metal trivia is what that channel is now. Yeah, Yeah.
2: so that's the one that Chance again helped found. There was an entire episode of this very show about that. Um, And then besides that, I guess there's uh, There's movie movie trivia Face-Off. Yeah, there's movie trivia faceoff
0: through the movie trivia on Patreon, two dollars. Patreon, there's a Discord. Discord. Yeah, there's a
2: Discord. And then there's also um, Tony Heald recently started the feature presentations trivia league, um, Mm -hmm. which is like a much more relaxed and laid back sort of everyone. Um, plays in no titles. titles po- no. there's all kind of kooky categories. I know there was a there's a moment I think on SCN Live or something where people were talking about the crazy categories you see in the fan leagues and that's really like where you see the real crazy stuff like the kooky yeah. like super niche categories um yeah yeah those yeah, are yeah, sort yeah, of the, those four, are, the four the four main yeah. ones I would I say I
3: people I would say people in the fan leagues definitely have like more more kind of slack to like pick crazy categories if they want yeah. Um, they have they have fewer requirements because, like in the Shimon, you're given here are the slices on the wheel that we have physically made to put on the physical wheel. In the yeah. fan leagues, you can type anything into a little box and put it on a wheel. Uh so I think people have a little bit more yeah. slack in the fan leagues as far as the what they pick. But if you're talking like yeah, truly yeah. kind of outside the box categories, that's where you are going can. Yeah, like the in, in
2: the regular movie leagues, is I think the rule is, as long as there are six movies in a in a category, then it's yeah, then and they've cool. been wide released, then it's it's eligible to be asked about. So it's like any sort of director or actor um, even like a franchise thing people use, like to use Kevin Smith's newest universe a lot which is like a slightly more specific version of Kevin Smith um, again like a bunch of different filmmakers and actors people use niche crazy like stuff Gary the, used Ed Burns before there are some
1: things like, where you can like put just do like one movie I saw a match where our buddy Jake used one movie as a strength and just got like five when does that, happen? that is in
2: a now defunct league um, it's not yes. happening uh, yeah. it's like yeah. you'd, you'd use one but, movie um, as strength but yeah, there's some sort of things that are like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've seen like Charlie Kaufman or Dewey Ball. Like there, there's some like well, no. you can use crazy categories, but there, there are limits. Like well,
0: I mean, are there? Like I do think we have are. the six movies. Okay, I think I think a You're lovely term ones, we guys. have in the community are called dick punch categories, which are made specifically to hurt you. And I think the greatest one I've found so far is from Mister Cameron Holtzman, Pure flicks movies. Oh, that's you guys know those uh, those random yeah. religious movies you see oh, playing I, at your theater? I, 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 it's I like God's not.
3: It's the studio that created God's Not Dead. Yeah, I literally
0: that,
1: just reviewed God's Not, not Dead too on my podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chance, a big fan of Pure Flex. <laughs> it's it's huge. rough. That's a rough. Ca- and I, I don't know awesome. back,
2: back when Full Metal Title Matches had weakness categories, so it's like you pick a category for your opponent to answer. That was brutal. I would argue that like some of the things that we use there, like. UE Bowl, which you mentioned, I think is way more rough than Pure Flix, to be didn't, honest. Didn't you,
1: didn't you use, like, Olivia, Olivier Asaias?
2: No, uh, yes, that, was, a, that was also a thing yeah. that we used. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are, like, you know, we can't do that anymore. But those are sort of, you know, it can yeah. get niche, but generally, like, that's not really what regular leagues usually lean into. Yeah. And usually they try and to also, keep it, like, somewhat general. Yeah,
3: so the, it's not like you're going to get eight categories on your wheel that are that crazy shit. Like, that's not going to happen. You're going to get you know each person can pick one or two categories and if that person picks those crazy categories you'll get those but other than that the rest are going to be pretty general you're going to get your fantasy sci-fi's your christopher yeah. nolan's your quentin Tarant- like you're going to get your more general stuff still um and part of that is also like playing in those matches for song with those unique formats with those unique strengths it really does help train like the strategy part of your mind too, not just the trivia mind, but it it helps you think much more in depth about what things are, am I going to be good at? What things are my opponent going to be bad at? Where do those intersect? It it gets that part of the game working on a different level as well.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. I do, I do want to give a quick shout out because i've sort of got cut off in the middle there with uh, other people i think kurt kowalkowski is again someone who's also yeah. somewhat newer yeah, Kirk's
1: good Kirk's really yeah good. amazing
0: good. player in every division and i'd say you know to say the movies aside yeah Kirk's a yeah trivia player yeah. yeah. He can play and then something something we don't see a lot in this mode i think at least last season this season is changing thanks to these two is some great people people who can accomplish both singles and geek slash fandom very well Caleb Coho, Cameron Holdsmith again, Jake Marangoni, who, despite having a losing record, is still one of the really great fan players we have currently. He's underrated. He's really underrated. Yeah. Euclides. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think Bowman is probably the best example right now. Um, that that you know, uh, Robert alludes to him earlier, but he's won a title in both.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He might be the only person in modern fan league history to do that. What do you when, mean? What do you find is modern? So like post there will be trivia like either Full Metal Singles Teams Geek and Fandom Singles Teams Warzone Singles Teams. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, do I not count or is this? No, you're you I'm yeah. talking
3: currently asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, Of it's, course it's you, don't. He's Paul. He's won multiple team, he, <laughs> You he, do not he, count. But Bowman won, won the movie Warzone team title and also the the um, the fandom team title. Uh, yeah. Currently holds
1: the fandom team title. So that's yeah, that's an example of
2: someone who can cross over into both of those things. I did not
3: forget yeah. about you, Paul. <laughs>
0: You, you you left it behind. You, you all your records wiped. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Well, and also I want to bring up. Uh, this is back to the controversial stuff from the um, almost chance we wanted to throw in some new names there before we get to no, the no, uh, takes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first one that we were, I'm just going to start a very barn burner. Uh, Schmodown question difficulty, because I know that's been a hot topic of discussion. Paul mentioned before. Yeah. They have like breeding different kind of competitors. Like, how do you guys feel like You're this? Not- I don't think they're significantly easier. It's not like the family questions are like just so much harder.
1: It's just like, they're not, they're not afraid to pull from some obscure movies, which Shmodan Crash riders will genuinely lean away from, but they're not that much harder. It's just like more, ra- it's just like more random in what you'll get asked about.
2: I think in some aspects. So I think round one, um, that the Shmodown questions are tend to be easier than, especially this season. Cause I think they've even this talked about openly making like a concerted effort to sort of transition that, um, but I just think I like a on five point question can be just as hard as like a, a high level round two question or or a f four-pointer in the case of Warzone, which is the way the format works. Um so I think that generally it sort of depends just because like when you have these different like more niche categories, the questions just tend to be different types of questions. So it's like yeah. it's also like what you define as harder for you versus harder for someone else. Um and also the conditions in which you're answering is just different. Um like as as um, me and chance can, can attest to like answering questions on the like on the stage and like under the lights is just a different sort of thing so i guess like in some regards the questions themselves may be sometimes harder maybe sometimes easier um i just think conditions are also different so it's really hard to sort of differentiate so i guess like in terms of like if you want to really break down minutia directly stuff i think that families are harder um especially like in some cases like they get really difficult but I think again, it's like the way that you answer them makes things different. It's it's like very conditional things, so it's hard to really evaluate what's hard for one person and what's not for
0: another person. So.
3: Yeah, the, uh, there's also like a, a narrative among like the Shimano community as far as fans who don't watch the fan leagues, and also some players where like fan leagues are impossible. They're impossible questions. Nobody can answer them. It's there's no fun to watch these matches that nobody gets any questions right and blah 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 because the questions are too damn hard. And I. I don't quite buy into that narrative um, because people do do well in the fan leagues and people answer questions correctly. Um, so I, I think that are there definitely certain questions that are asked, like Paul said, in a different way or they ask for different information or if they ask for you to think a different way or do they ask for you to study a different way? Yes, that I think that is undisputable. I think that is true. There, there are, a, there's a different type like, of question.
2: I, I think the family definitely have more plot based questions yes. that are like, right. sort of, but also like for a lot of people, those are easier to answer than like yeah. naming, like there's a third, fourth, fifth build actor from random movie from the eighties or nineties. Like it really yeah. depends on the way your brain processes information too. So I think that's sort yeah. of a bit of a misnomer in terms of like, you know, something from a specific movie could be super easy for one person to say La La Land behind Robert, like someone who loves La La Land's like, like if the question was like, what movie do they go to see together? Like that's super easy if you love La La Land, but it's like, it's you know if if you're asked to name like the 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 fifth build cast member of patriot games like that's different some people will find one thing easy some people will find one thing hard and i think that trying to even that out um is impossible because again the formats are also different so it's not like your grade is on the same scale which is why i think ground one's the only one that's kind of comparable um but i just think that they're they just come from different places and i think that trying to Draw one the question, one writers, is
3: not the question writers come from different places too like that's it's not it. like the yeah. family mm-hmm. question writers it's not like the people who write questions for the fan leagues are like oh i'm gonna make these so much harder for the than the schmodan so that the schmodan looks like the easiest league in the world like that's it, that's not the mindset that question writers in the fan leagues have they just ask different types of questions about different types of movies
0: well also it also comes down to like the narrowness of the categories because again we could narrow yeah. it down to six and like so like using La La Land again as an example. Recently I used in a match a category called 2016 music films which La La Land fit into. So what, like a question what,
1: what, what, what composes that category? La, La Land Sing, Sing Street La La oh, Sing <laughs> Street was 2017. No, it wasn't. It was 16.
0: 16. I, I, we, we don't need just, it's easier to trick people into thinking what is or isn't because of weird categories. <laughs> yeah, We but don't need to like, litigate that. But yeah, his yeah. the point was but yeah, the point is like you would expect for a lot of land again. Where do they go? See what city is it in? Like, what kind of car does she have? Even as it's a deeper one for Down? And then I prep for uh, who plays Alexis, Mia's roommate. It's like, oh yeah, it's Jessica Roth, off the top of my head. Like it's a passive thing. You would never see that in the showdown. Like there, like it comes down right to, uh, like I, it, I, it,
2: the thing is when you narrow it down. Like so yeah. the question might be harder, but it's also easier because you know what's going to be asked for. Like yes. when it's like when there are only ten possible movies um, to be asked about, you know, the 10 movies. So like, you obviously should know more information about the 10 movies than a category that has 60 movies or 70 or 80 or 90. So I think that just naturally, like, as you have more information to know what to expect. So I think it's really on you, um, in terms of like knowing how much information you have to know. And so yeah. in that case, it's, it could be heat. You might think it's harder, but, like, you should know to study it, so yeah, in a way, it should be easy. Absolutely. It's like, you know, you can see the target. You're not just firing blindly.
1: Absolutely. It's, like, it's, it's no different than like, pulling something like Nolan, which is only like nine movies, in the Schmodan's, like, it, they're like nine movies, so, like, naturally, the field's gonna be way deeper, so you should know deeper cut questions about any Nolan film that should come should out. You should know
3: more information about it. Exactly. Like, I've used the category, like, the Saw franchise. Like, I've used that as a strength before. Like, are they gonna ask like that deep of saw questions in this on No, but also I put it as a strength. I knew these eight movies that can be asked about. Like exactly what Paul said, you on categories that you know exactly what qualifies for them, you should know them deeper.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly,
2: it's just like intergeekdom. Like it say tr- yes. you would treat uh, um like a category that you pick as a strength in like movie war zone. Um, say you pick. Um, what's the director, I guess, David Lynch, as an example, you would treat that as if it's like a David Lynch slice in like an inner geekdom style match, where again, you know, the specific movies, therefore you will have to know information that is below the line, as opposed to just knowing simple stuff about more movies. So like the Shmuran is almost like a mile wide and like, you know, inches deep, as opposed to the families where it's like not as wide, but it's a little deeper. It's just, it's about expectation and understanding what, again, what's available to you and what you have to know about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Next question. A lot nicer. What are you guys watching during the quarantine?
2: Ooh,
0: I've been oh, man, I have a huge the list. Snowdown.
2: That's all I watch. No, that's, that's it.
0: Uh, it's all... He only
1: watches one thing a week.
3: I I have taken a. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hop in here for. I've taken a, a big break from studying, uh, especially like IG stuff because I've been doing it for two and a half years. Uh, so I've decided to watch a bunch of critically acclaimed and some classic movies that i would never seen before uh so in the quarantine movies that i've seen for the first time are rear window apocalypse now vertigo heat cape fear true grit casino mean streets the godfather trilogy donnie brasco no country for old men taxi driver what there will be blood gangs of new york and a few more all for the first time any of
1: those
3: all i saw all of those movies for the first time in the last month
1: uh, so what have i been watching? I watched all the Star Trek's recently. That's something I did. I and I've been taking that, note
2: of that <Interjected laughs> them people. Or it's not a,
1: <laughs> it's, it's not some, It's not a great marathon, but you know I did a lot of those that are pretty good. Um, it's been showing because I've been stuck inside with my with my family for the past couple of weeks. I've been showing them movies like last night. Like okay, like over the past couple of weeks, I showed my family. Uh, showed my brother, sister, Django, and Shane. Showed them. Fi- showed the Fight Club. Last night, showed my sister *Parasite*. Uh, watched a *Little Monsters*, which is a little piece of Django horror comedy from last year. We watched *Us*, which is something my mom really wanted to see. Just, really, just anything, and really just anything and everything. And just going through my Netflix watch list, just seeing like, oh, what do I, what 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 have I not seen in a while? What what have I like a really, really like deep want to see at this exact moment? Just because, and I haven't stopped really studying because I'm I'm a weirdo and I have a big. I have a big-ish match coming up, so I should probably mm-hmm. not get too comfortable. Uh,
2: and then for me, it's been a lot of TV. Um, just because when you know when the Shmadons in season, I never watch TV. Basically, just because I feel like you know every thought a season of TV that's like five movies I could have been watching or time I could have spent studying. So it's like hard to really commit myself to that. Um, so I'm showing my dad Game of Thrones for the first time, which is really interesting. He's never seen it and he has no information about it. So seeing him react to certain moments is pretty interesting um but yeah i've been watching i watched the witcher finally um there's a bunch of other shows that i have sort of on um on the docket and that's kind of one of the big things and also there's some podcasts i listen to and i like to keep up with those so now i actually have the chance to watch all the movies for like blank check or the big picture or just a bunch of different podcasts i listen to so it's like being able to keep up with those is nice because usually i'm not able to watch the movies alongside them um so i mean as you can you know my letterbox is public i tell you know i post there what i watch and and um when i watch them um but yeah it's been a lot of mix of different things um yeah tv has been a big thing where it's like i usually don't get to watch this and that's something that rachel cushing talked about when she retired is like she can watch tv now um and that's nice is like when you have breaks for matches you can sort of you know watch things that otherwise would be hard and also i've talked about this a lot i'm a big proponent of the criterion channel um i've been watching a lot of stuff on there just because in the season it's hard to motivate yourself to be like you know i could watch you know um, this movie that's in five different Schmodown categories and it's probably super relevant. Um, or I could watch this French movie from the 1940s that will never, ever be asked about. So it's like stuff more for pleasure, I think, especially to keep sane in this kind of crazy, uh, crazy time that we're having right now.
0: Are you telling me that, that Jacques Denise and Bowser share board won't come up in the Schmodown?
1: It uh,
2: could. I mean, you never know. Okay, One day. So I'm, I'm, waiting One for day. The, I'm
0: waiting for the Alejandro Hodorowski category to yeah. come up Ah, uh, yes.
2: Wrongdoing, wrongdoing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so yeah. fun question. If I if I threw you all in a dark room, and ample time to prepare yourselves, who would win in Star Wars trivia?
2: Robert, I think I think Robert. Yeah, yeah. just because one thing he he studies geek yeah. regularly. Um, I think in actually Chance is probably the biggest Star Wars fan
1: of the three of us. That's
3: what I was just gonna say. I think Chance is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. I think he discovered Star Wars earlier in his life than I did. Um, uh, but as far when, as when tri- did you discover it? that's a good question. I
2: Well his parents watch... hid it from him for his first uh, his first 14 years of life and then he <laughs> suddenly opened I up. didn't
3: watch Star Wars the first this? time until like 2008. Okay so, yes, so I was you, I was about 10 years correct. old when I saw Star Wars the first time.
4: You'd be correct, um, which no, is later 100%. than
3: a lot of people. Considering I was old, I was old enough to see the prequels in theaters but I just didn't watch them. Um, but I would I yeah, I think I study them more consistently than Lucas guys. No, that,
1: that, and, and I, I would admit that yes, that is. It true. depends
2: also how much time we have to study because it's like if yeah. it actually matters, I think that like it would be pretty close, quite frankly. Like yeah, I agree. If you give any of us a specific topic, I think uh, that yeah, we would and, and at least and, and be and able to give us time. Give us the, time. Really give
1: yeah, us the yeah. time, and yeah, we'll put in the we'll put in the work. But as of right now, don't we'll... worry.
2: I personally will not be entering the Star Wars division anytime soon uh, <laughs> or any time period. Miss so. Miss, miss <laughs> New bro.
0: it's fine. <laughs> this is an interesting question from jake uh, what is your favorite fan league belt it could be for any reason in particular but just like
2: what do y'all like i mean it's hard to not pick the first one you ever won i think yeah um although I which the is also
0: I'm
2: which is the one that i held for the longest um so it's probably the um at the time worldwide movie trivia um now full metal trivia teams belt Um, partially because it's, you know, with one of my best friends in the world, um, we held it for the longest. It was like the most accomplished sort of belt that took the most matches to get there. Um, it's a, a bunch of other different factors. Again, teams is my favorite league to play in. Um, so that's probably it for me.
1: Mine's probably the WWMT singles just because that was the belt. I, I really wanted it. I wanted to go to that tournament and I, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. And it was, it was, it was great to be able to go through that tournament and just win
3: um, mine. I think I'm will actually be trivia gonna say season
2: two for sure. No, uh,
3: <laughs> I actually think I'm gonna say the fandom teams belt is my favorite championship.
2: The one
1: you um, lost because... the first time.
3: Yeah, it's not like most important to me. It's what I, I what the belt that I respect the most. And like I obviously respect like Warzone and Full Metal and blah blah blah. blah. Like I I respect all of the belts because any team that won it. No or any single person that no deserves to win it but the one that i hold in the highest acclaim in my opinion is the fandom teams belt because i think fandom is a much more layered division than people think it is and i think teams is a better show i think it might be of, the
2: hardest league because it's like you have to almost study at yeah. an interdictum level for like more for than twice, the, for more than There's twice 20. the amount of intergeekdom movies and categories.
3: There are eight. There are eight core intergeekdom categories. There are twenty fandom categories.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. Yeah.
3: that's I. So I, I, and I also think teams is an interesting way, depending like how you split up studying between a team. How, what's your chemistry? What, what whose who's people's strengths lie where? Uh, I think fandom singles it would probably be second for me. Really, I didn't choose the one that like I write for and like do. <sighs> Like, Full Metal Geek, I didn't pick. Like, I love Full Metal Geek. Um, but Fandom, I, I love Fandom as a division. I think it's so unique of a division. And I think Fandom teams is the best combination of strategy and studying and trivia knowledge.
0: Mm. Right. Uh, another controversial question from a lovely person. I don't know who they are. Uh, oh, do, do you think the Schmodown should adopt fan-like ideas for round two categories? So I so just like, think
2: that's... Uh, so... mm.
4: That's, that's a hard answer. I
2: I I would I think that if anything I think that at its at its ideal form the Shmodan just has a lot more possible categories out there but I don't think that it should necessarily be maybe an idea is each person has like one category that's like not a, in the rotation that they can use but you like know this is like that person's category maybe that's like a
3: potential idea that could work like, so I know anytime I'm playing Paul in singles or teams, he has the potential to use Studio Ghibli against. Yeah, me something if he like that. Wants, I think that like that's
2: that. something like that is is fair. Um, I don't. I just think that it's too hard. Also, on the question writers, just because yes. the, has, the way yeah. the on question questions are written, um, the way that it's stunned in bulk, I think it's like that's just asking too much of the question writers. Um, and also, and, a physical
3: wheel, like you have to build a slice for each. Like yeah. So uh,
2: I, 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 logistically. And, well, you could even do it with my days, you could just have the person's, like the person on the slice or something, like the competitor or I don't like know the but Polo,
3: like, Yama slice or like yeah, yeah no. where it's
2: like sure. this is yeah, where it's like but you have to know what the movie is. I don't know. That's yeah, just, I don't hate that. I'm idea. Just throwing yeah, out out yeah. ideas, but it's just well, like yeah. I don't. I think it's too hard to ask them to have to be like you know what you can pick anything.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Anything you want this is hard also
2: hard on other competitors.
1: And, and I think I talked I talked talk someone about this during the technical math, where it's like oh this should be a category and like it's the thing is like like just because someone's like super famous doesn't mean they should automatically be a category. Like it has to be like, a, I didn't have to be like a certain standard to make someone a category. Like some, like some kind of like super big cultural relevance. But it's also like, there, there has to be some have. sort of balance. There
2: has to be some sort and of balance. Kind of balance think, so that, so that when people, when they're putting on categories that are not chosen strengths, that the wheel doesn't feel like it lean, it's like super in this person's favor. Um, sure. And that could randomly happen, but it's like, if there are twice as many actors as there are actresses, that just seems unfair. I think in a lot of ways. Oh no, yeah, and, it and I like do that, like that. That they leans expanded, it in in the direction of.
1: of I, I do like that they yet. expanded more to more act to more actresses and like more. And yeah, and I think that's something people might not, not even be
2: aware of, and you'll see eventually as the, the season progresses and if you know when it, when it comes back. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are a bunch of new categories that will be very interesting. I
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think like uh, the family question writers will be the first to admit this people for full metal and Warzone so, that like when somebody gives like a really obscure six movie series, like it can be really hard to write that. And especially if the question writer hasn't seen the movies, that's like, yeah. Like, how and, are
2: you going to write questions? Like exactly. To it Log- of logistically, Wikipedia from or watch writing, clips. Like it's, it just yes, becomes difficult yeah.
3: from question oh, writing I, standpoint. I agree with hundred percent. what Paul's yeah. saying is like, I, I like a lot of what the fan links do. Uh, I think it would be very difficult to adopt that exact strategy into the spot.
2: And it's also hard when they've done it a certain way for so long to like totally yes. gear shift that. And yep. like people are so prepared specifically for the way that it's formatted. now that's kind of like an impossible task almost.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, I know like, um, I just, just on that, there are some people like, again, I mentioned Cameron Holtzman earlier with pure flex or Andrew James Barr, who was like, Oh yeah, let's do the thin man series who no oh, one Jesus. has ever heard of. No, exactly. And, oh. I think I think there are ways to make it accomplished where if you just like went back to just the writing the categories on the wheel it it, it is a little hard to just totally upend this I just don't think it.
2: competitors would be down for that. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like can you can you imagine like certain categories that you could possibly come up with like the way that some people would react that's just like yeah. Like Sean Connery
1: no Bond movies. Up. That's a super. No
0: narrow. <laughs> <laughs> a George Lazenby Bond movies and <laughs> If you get point Greg as a category, you can get it. You can get movies a, on, movie. movies in oh, which man. Jamie Foxx played Django Freeman.
2: Bring <laughs> back Paulie Shore and Charlie Sheen. That's all I have
1: to say about
0: that. Wait, bring okay, back Cindy a, B. Where'd she go? Let's get let's get a Tom Green category, everybody. we would love that.
1: Uh is that, I I I mean to watch Freddy I know some Green people that would love like that, that, but um
0: <laughs> no. I don't know if that's us.
2: Hmm.
0: This is an interesting question. I'm not sure like, how to get into it. Do you wish the slowdown had more ways to strategically impact the game? Like, yes. I don't know how to get into that. I don't know what that would even look like.
2: I, it, yeah. That would require changing the entire format, and I just think that mm-hmm. that would be kind of annoying just because I've spent so much time preparing for what the way the format is now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there are... I think in title matches there are a lot, and I think that there actually are a lot, um, in even now that people Even just don't like utilize.
1: The standard three I, match, there are ways you can... Something so simple is just,
2: like, the amount of people that don't ever challenge their opponent's answers in round one is kind of crazy to me. When you go back through matches, me and Robert have talked about this one-on-one. The type of things that people have written and, like, gotten away with his answers is, like, absolute, like, insanity. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so it's I mean, ridiculous. I, like, I just think that just being more mindful of what your opponent's doing, what they're saying, like... Even, Which I mean, also means ver- tons with of managers verbal...
3: this season too. Yeah. Like, there's managers this season that can help keep an eye on that too.
2: And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how like the manager has to be the one that challenges. It can't be like one of their faction mates. So you have to like, how does that happen? You know, if one person, mm-hmm. well, like, re- I, well, I th- think that has, that has an to an be, that
1: has to be like a three like a three way like streak because like they have to tell your faction mate to tell your manager, and your manager has to stop the match. Yeah, it's like a whole. They go to it's a whole thing.
2: So it's 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 a bit tough. I I mean I think there are a lot of ways. Um, so many players just don't do it at all um which is kind of crazy um i it it sort of depends i think it is tough though one thing that is is a little difficult is i think that it's so much easier for heels to use sort of character stuff strategically whereas faces are not really allowed to do that Mm -hmm. like you can't it's you can't really like talk trash to your opponent or get into their head you know if you're supposed to be a face so that's like one of the sort of only hurdles i guess is like
3: i also think it's if
2: you can you can certain people are allowed to talk more just because of who their character is so it's it's complicated
3: i think it's really interesting to think about and rewatch and like kind of ponder how trash talk is used in the schmodown mm-hmm. like now i'm not talking about promos i'm talking about on like yeah. to get inside somebody's head is like a revered thing that's kind of like, oh man, he's in his head, he's screwing with the other player, wow, he's such a great like, I, I think that that narrative is something that I don't really buy into as much I think it's interesting to think about, because when you have, like, like Paul was saying, like you have a heel player who like, is intentionally like, shit-talking the person between questions, or you know, not necessarily to an extreme is talking when the question is asked but like, throwing jabs, that is seen as a character work, and and like it, it, it's praised, even as not even if it's praised, especially if it actually actively messes with the person that it's being said to. It is praised in that scenario, but it is it kind of looked down on as unsportsmanlike if somebody who's not supposed to be a face does something like that. But I it's think all all a lot perception really...
2: too, because yeah. I think there's a lot of times where we think that someone's in the other person's head, but it doesn't like them answering the question. It's not related to whether or not they're in their head. So like, yes. an example that I use is in Dan Merrill versus Andrew guy, obviously the famous match, everyone there's this wide thing where it's like, guy uses character in such an amazing way to get in Dan's head. But if you look at the match question by question, I just don't see a single instance in which had he not been in his head, that Dan would have gotten the question right. Or guy would have gotten the question wrong. So like, and I understand the image of that match and it clearly like it did affect him as Dan talked about on um, when he was on the podcast with, with, um, with the two action guys. But it's like, I don't really know that there have been that many times where a match has really been swung because someone is or isn't in the other person's head. Yeah. I think it's more, more often than not, the actual cases are unspoken about and people don't want to say it because it's like embarrassing to admit that they missed this question because they weren't focused because the other person was talking trash. But like, Most cases where someone is in the other person's head, I don't know if that really matters that much because either you know the question or you don't. And like 99% of the time, that's not going to be affected by someone bothering you. Like even if someone is like in your head, if you know the answer, you still know the answer most of the time. So it's like-
3: Yeah, exactly. Is it distracting you from getting to the answer? You know, in certain scenarios, I think it probably has, but in far fewer than it hasn't. Like I I think it has before. And I just think it- trying not to repeat myself but i just think it's interesting how it is revere is getting somebody's head and intentionally making them screw up an answer is uh praised sometimes and looked down on other times i just think that's a very interesting and that's that's not on the show that's not on the people who run it that's not on the people at the desk doing the actions that's all in the perception of the fans and the narrative that the fans weave and i think that is really interesting to examine sometimes
0: I, I, and zach uh, extrapolated on that Spending points to remove slices or choosing point values in round three. I don't like the removing slices thing. I don't think that yeah, don't. works to any capacity. How is, yeah, how would that work? Yeah. Like, is this but like spin again? Or? I, I, th- I think the round three idea is interesting. And again, this, to me this comes into the idea of like incorporating family strategies. Because again, I think one of the greatest things in the fan leagues is what Multiplex does in round three for Pick Your Poison in Warzone. Where you know the predetermined categories and you get to choose how many points you get for each category you get. Um... I do uh, want to give
2: some credit. That is uh, not necessarily an original idea. Um, you know, Hen- Henry Sanchez, who is not a, who's not involved in the leagues really anymore, um, had that as part of his format where I mean, you, you would draw the that. categories and assign the point values. That um, and that is, I think that's, could be an interesting wrinkle in the spot on, but I think it's just, it's, it's hard. It's again, it's hard to like implement these things, especially in the middle of the season. So you'd really have yeah. to talk about players and ask like what people think about this. And a lot of times, like, I think the rules are shaped by the way the competitors will react to them, and it's like even if this might be a good idea for the fans, that doesn't mean that the people playing are going to want to do this. Um, like yeah. you don't—that's why you don't in the NBA—you don't have fans voting on rule changes. You have owners, and it's like it's more complicated than just like this is a good idea. Let's just make this a rule right now. It's,
3: it's kind of—it's more nuanced than it seems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, and then it, last question before we sign out for the night. Uh oh, there it is. Andrew Hale, what are some bad movies you, people would expect that you actually like? And
1: mm, are bad.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys some time to think about it because I have some for very recently. Also, on top of being the person who defends Castle all the time, because that's the running joke we have here. Um, I caught Superman Returns for the first time a couple nights ago. And I would argue that might be one of the best DC movies of all time. Like, I am... <laughs> that's an argument. You that is Yeah, uh, like something you, to make. That's something you could certainly say.
2: It, um, it's probably not the worst Brian Singer movie, um, but I, I like you know, that
1: one too. It's
2: it's alright. I don't think that that movie is like dreadfully awful. It's just yeah. like kind of uneventful um, and a little boring. I don't think that the the personal conflict. I mean, Robert's probably seen it like six times, so he can probably talk mm-hmm. this, test this more than I can. Um, but I just don't. It's not. I don't think the conflict interesting enough to sort of like. I actually don't hate that there's not that much action. Yeah, but the thing is, there's not enough interesting drama to supplant that, so it's like it's just kind of like.
1: like Baldwin's not. She's it's not like very good. She's it's not like not a good. two
2: two and a half out of five star movie for me. I think like it's it's fine. It's not like dreadful, but I don't I don't
1: like it that much. It's only not the worst Superman movie. There's still Superman three, four, and Supergirl. That yeah. fall on that sort. I
2: don't know. I really love Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl. How do you feel about? Him?
1: Jimmy
2: Olsen? <laughs> uh, oh, he, he's a I like Otis better. I like Otis better in that movie. <laughs> I, I, yeah,
1: Otis was the man in that movie. Um. <laughs>
2: um i mean i i mean i guess it depends by what who like who thinks the movie is bad um as many as anyone perception yeah as anyone who knows me probably knows i have like a deep love for the high school musical trilogy and that's like not an ironic thing um i guess that some people think that they're bad but i i just think in general they're just um earnest and like well-meaning and very honest about the kind of movies they're trying to be and like succeed in in communicating that tone Um, and again, a part of the reason I love it is definitely tied to nostalgia. Like that's very obvious. That's with a lot of movies for a lot of people. Um, but that's, I guess, one that like is not conventionally good. Um, Jennifer's body is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and is like critically divisive, if not slightly negative. I think that's such a smart, um, and insightful movie and has like a great, um, central relationship between the two women. That's like not a relationship you get to see women in horror movies have ever. Um, I think it's super smart. I, I really like Diablo Cody in general. Um, I guess besides that, there's not a ton that I can really think of off the top of my head that are like considered bad. That I, I mean, Steel, I guess. I like Steel. Like, yeah, it's you have, pretty you terrible, Yeah, I, I, I find Steel incredibly entertaining, personally. Like in the, the schlockiest, most ridiculous way possible. Okay. I would watch that over Superman Returns. Let me tell you, it's a better Superman movie. Um, but uh, yes. Yes. but um, that's definitely one that I enjoy. I would never necessarily defend as being good, um, but it's one that I have a lot of fun with. So I guess those are some examples. I guess.
1: A few of the kind of my mind. Uh, I think my go to this is always Space Jam. Like I, I, like, I am, like, unironically adore that film. I get that reaction all the time. That's tough. I, I know. I, I know. Like, I've actually, I've actually tried to dislike that movie. But no, there's no time... one who wants to like Space Jam more than me. It's a movie about basketball with, like, NBA every players. Time. Like, I would love for it to be great. It's yeah. just, like,
0: Also, I know, I, to... I've actively tried to dislike it. Every time
1: Quad C DJs start with the, come on, Islam, and, and welcome to the jam, I'm, I'm in.
0: Well, I'm also, I'm... according to, according to uh, Whitney Seibold, the death of cinema, Space Jam. <laughs> the, yeah, I think that's a little... That are killed, but uh, other ones,
1: uh, Hype Williams' Belly, I think that's a really good movie. That gets, I like Belly. I think cool. Yeah, right. I think I, I think that gets a bad rap. Um i I'm also like, ironically, a big fan of. Uh, let's see, other ones, True Beverly Hills, The Shelley Long uh, Girl Scout Company. I like that one quite a bit. Xanadu, The Living Newton John Roller Skate Sci-Fi Woof, Film. Man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I, that's I, a, I that's love that dick. movie. Uh, the last one I'll throw out is uh, actually two more: Boondock Saints. I know a movie made for uh, douchebag college kids, but I'm a douchebag college kid, so that's up my alley. <laughs> and um, last one I'll throw out is uh, Senior that the Mets, the Wiz*. I, I know it's not the best director, probably his worst film, but I, I don't know. There's something about that movie that I just really, I just really adore.
3: My, I, I have a few, a lot of. Oh them god,
1: already. I know one of them that's coming. I,
3: the, I'm only gonna say one, and I think it's the one you're thinking of. But it's *Eragon*. Yeah. And oh. That's,
2: that's, yeah, well, that is the uh, one. That uh, is a movie uh, that I imagine love. Imagine thinking that.
3: I, I love that movie. That's, and that is enough uh, hot takes for any of the other ones that I have. That is the like number that one is, movie. Not even the that best is,
1: Jeremy Irons movie featuring dragons.
3: I I love Aragon so much. And that's just because... that That's a huge nostalgia thing. That's just something I watched a lot at a very... like I've rewatched that movie more than I've rewatched some Intergeekdom movies. And that's just because of how many times I watched it at a certain point in my life. Uh, so yeah, I, okay. I, I will say
2: one that. last uh, funny one now, uh, considering what happened in a recent match. Um, but Beautiful Creatures is a movie that I enjoy very much, and now, uh, <laughs> and now you uh, know it's, it's a little tainted.
1: It's a little tainted now. You will now.
2: never watch it again. <laughs> um, but that is also a movie that I like quite a bit. That is not necessarily uh,
1: particularly if, popular. If, if we're gonna bring a movie we lost on, I'll talk about Johnny Suede and all, all day. <laughs> Do you, you like that though? Much. Like no, no I don't. Like. No. <laughs> so that's a little different.
0: It's fucking bad. All right, this a little a little happy note to end on. Thank you, Andrew Hale, for uh, obviously complimenting me as well as you know, everyone else here. Um, yeah, these these are some of the greatest people to ever play the fan leagues, and certainly the showdown. Once Robert actually gets a match to drop, he gets a match next Friday. Well, <laughs> I mean,
2: you know, we'll see. Drip, drip. We'll That's see. all I have to say about that.
0: Drip, drip. <laughs> what's 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 the catchphrase of the dungeon? Just like very screaming. Let me out! Let me out! And with that we're going to sign off for of this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, Robert do you have anything you want to plug where people can find you, shows, you want to hype?
3: Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter and Letterbox at rbrtprk98. So first last, you can find my group The Forks on Spotify. Our new album Super Teams is now out. That's about it.
1: I'm more of a fan of your work on Onomatopoeia.
3: Okay, that's right. Wait,
0: wait, what? Hello, I name.
3: made a very old joke about Caleb Coho. That's what I just did.
0: <laughs> oh, is <laughs> oh, that the name of his band? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just knew we had an album. I didn't know the name of it. Final spot. We have two albums, I think. Oh
1: great. Go find go find Adam on on YouTube. Everyone watching this. It's it's the best. And I yeah, want that to be my entrance song in the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> Not licensed. Uh, <laughs> chance, where can people find you? Uh come Twitter, Instagram, chanceworth underscore 91 and uh, check check my podcast stories by chance. We just uh published our episode on God's Not Dead 2. That was uh, as an experience, and uh, yes, uh, check it out now because next week we are reviewing something, uh, reviewing a monumental film from last year, but probably not the one you think. So, <laughs> just be ready for it. And uh, Paul.
2: Yeah, so, you know, my letterbox is kind of my main thing that I plug on movie-related things. Um, just search my name, Paul Oyama. You'll find me quite easily. Um, and I guess since it's quarantine, I might as well start tweeting at some point. So I guess you can just find my name, Paul, on no, Discord don't, Yama don't, on Twitter.
1: Don't start now. Don't start um,
2: now. It's fine. I have no persona to uphold, so I can say whatever the hell I want on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I guess those are the main things. Um, but just around, you know, you'll find I'll, Oh, you can find me in the new releases exhibition match. Coming to you soon-ish. Yeah.
0: And uh, you can find me on Twitter at TemekuFilmNerd. It's at T-E-M-E-K-U Film nerd. Also, uh, check out my other podcast, The You're on Trial, which will hopefully come back soon when I'm not busy as shit. Uh, check out everything else we're offering here on the Call to Action Network. Uh, we have a very big episode of uh, Chill to Action coming up. I forget who it is. I remember, I remember being very excited about that. Check uh, Call to Action Live every Sunday. And I think that's it. Oh, actually, I should probably be doing this. I ignore the incep- inception it's going to happen here. Oh. Shit. Oh, are we still here? Am I good? I think so. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. My thing just glitched. Um, ignore the inception that's about to happen. Uh, you can find here are the upcoming matches in other leagues. Thank you. Multiplex. They have uh, two, they have three Warzone matches coming up. Continuing this round two Warzone tournament, Wild Stallions will, will be playing Warrior Density, and Lighted Up will be playing Jurassic Sharks, as well as a rookie debut for Cameron Redshaw and RJ. Uh, and... Uh, Fandom, you'll find the uh, debut of Tom Like a Hoth, which is uh, the First Order's Tyler Butler and a mystery teammate, who we don't know yet, versus Jurassic Sharks once again, and Albert versus RJ to get a spot for this uh, fandom singles title, which is now up for grabs since Robert has left. Uh, actually, no, it's actually being defended by Dominic Rizzi. That one. Uh, also, over in FPTL, we have... Ooh, I'm gonna hide that. <laughs> Uh, we have Jacoby Bancroft playing in, J- Jacoby Bancroft and Anthony Tisdale playing in a teams match against Amara Moses and Douglas Castle, as well as big one uh, uh this Saturday. And on Sunday, Mark Menchaka and Dan Skip Allen are teaming up to fight oh, Adam gosh. Collins and Joe Fairley. Joe Jesus. being, I believe, the MVP of the uh, Free For All, but I don't remember exactly.
2: But did he live these movies? He has no
0: shots. <laughs> does he have a giant? Does he have a giant stack of DVDs? <sighs>
1: That'll reference.
0: He also, exactly. he also doesn't have a podcast. He, he does every week, but hopefully it's a fair match. Uh, thank you guys so much for showing up here. Uh, join me again next week when we cover those message, ma- matches, possibly. Might do another surprise thing. We'll see. But until then, uh hope you guys have a wonderful night. Be safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands. I hope you win. hope you don't get TKO'd. I hope you have fun. And uh, let's hope you all get this down or just have fun. Uh, that all is right safely. We- That is me signing off for call to action. Send in the dancing lobsters.